0: This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And welcome to the delayed version, admittedly, of this month's episode of Netflix and Phil. If you do not know, I had a little bit of an emergency and had to push this week's episode to Friday. So if you're wondering why the hell is there an episode coming out on a Friday, that is why. I didn't want to deprive you guys of, you know, my pick of the month as far as this series, because I do love it so much. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of great feedback. And whenever I hear that you guys have checked out either, you know, these shows or these films that I'm recommending, that makes me feel real good. And, you know, of course, we have this platform and we want to use it for good. And we want to share with you guys the things that we are passionate about, things that maybe fly under the radar that aren't necessarily getting the attention they deserve. So I wanted to make sure I still got this month's episode of Netflix and fill out. For those of you that are brand new to the podcast, Netflix and Phil is a series in which I will recommend uh, shows or movies from various streaming sites such as Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Apple TV. I go to a lot. But today's film is actually available on HBO Max. HBO Max, that's what it's called right now, right? Yeah, I don't know. They're always changing their name. I don't know if it's HBO Plus, Max Plus. I I don't know. HBO. You can find it on HBO. Also, if you are brand new, make sure you stick around to the very end of the episode. I'll let you know where you can find all the rest of our content as well as our social media pages. And for all of you returning listeners, thank you guys again. Hope you're all having a great year thus far and enjoying the content we put out. As always, we could not do this without you. And uh, with that being said, let's get into this thing. Now, the movie that I will be talking about today is a film called Obvious Child starring Jenny Slate, and it was directed and written by Gillian Robespierre. Now, I'm going to put a trigger warning here in this episode in the very beginning. This movie discusses the topic of unplanned pregnancy and the A-word abortion, which I will be using and saying in this episode, the directors and writers of this film thought it was very important for this movie to exist, to have a more accurate representation of what this process can be like. Now, that being said, it is a comedy. It is a very, very funny movie. And the way that they navigate around this subject that is typically and still is very, very taboo. I mean, this film came out in 2014 and it's as relevant as ever, you guys. So if that's something you're not comfortable with, then by all means, I totally respect your decision and you can go ahead and you know listen to one of our other episodes or come back next week. But I just wanted to give that warning, of course, out of the respect of our audience. Also, I am certainly not a go-to source for information when it comes to unplanned pregnancy. First off, I am a straight man, so I do not know very much about this process whatsoever. But for anybody that needs them, I will leave some resources in the show notes of this episode. But let's go ahead and get into the movie. Obvious Child is about an immature, newly unemployed comic played by Jenny Slate. Navigating the murky waters of adulthood after her fling with a graduate student results in an unplanned pregnancy. This is another film that I was kind of drawn to because the main character is a stand-up comic. If you guys have never checked out my episode of Netflix and Phil where I recommended The Big Sick, that was very similar a Nanjiani, one of my favorite films of all time. So anytime I see a film that features, you know, a stand-up comic, I'm automatically drawn to it, of course, with my time in stand-up comedy. And let's start with the main character, because Jenny Slate, I mean, I've always been a big fan of hers. Now, a lot of people obviously know her as Mona Lisa from Parks and Recreation, and she's fantastic. You know, she's, she's great at that. Most recently, people have probably seen or heard her in uh, as Marcel the Shell. She's fantastic in her role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is also an A24 film, if I didn't mention that and she's really racked up a pretty impressive library of voice acting appearances. I mean, she's doing great, and it's not surprising, again, she is just so talented. And I came across this film because I was doing research for an episode that's coming out here in the next couple of weeks of Up High Down Low of some of the best romantic comedies, and this film popped up on quite a few lists for a lot of different reasons. One, again, Jenny Slate is just incredibly charming, as is her counterpart, Jake Lacey, who plays Max. Now, you guys may remember Jake Lacey as Plop, from The Office. Honestly, I haven't seen him in a whole lot of other things other than this and The Office. And he was in the final season, The Office. Now, a lot of people really don't like that season. And I understand why. But I always really enjoyed that character as far as Pete, because he did feel genuine. Jake Lacey brought a genuineness to him and a softness that I think the show really needed. Like by that time, like, you know, the final season, The Office was just off the rails. Everybody was just a caricature of themselves. No one really seemed like an actual real person, and, and Pete's character, played by Jake Lacey, really kind of brought that back down to earth. And he's great in this. He's incredibly charming. He is very, very likable. And he and Jenny are also incredibly vulnerable, which is why, like, and that's why this movie is really realistic. During the production of this film, this actually originated as a short film and was written by Gillian Robespierre, um, along with Anna Bean and Karen Maine. She said that the story was spawned from her frustration with what she perceived as a misrepresentation of women on screen when it comes to unplanned pregnancy. Films such as Juno, Knocked Up, Waitress. They felt disenchanted with the representation of young women's experiences with becoming pregnant and wanted to make a film that destigmatized an abortion by featuring a woman who terminates a pregnancy without regretting her decision. Roba saw Jenny Slate performing stand-up comedy and she was cast in the short, which was originally released on Vimeo back in 2009 and ended up having about 40,000 views. With the success and the response of the short film, Robespierre decided to expand the story into a feature film and then wrote the extended screenplay with Karen Mayne and Elizabeth Holm. Now, they stuck as close as possible to the original story, but they changed the character's profession to stand-up comic, uh, which better fit, of course, Jenny Slate's style of comedy. After a Kickstarter campaign to help send the film to Sundance was created, I mean, it earned a total about $37,000, and then it did premiere in the 2014 Sundance Film Festival. And then after that, A24 bought the film's distribution rights. So again, a movie that's nine years old at this point and still just as relevant as it was when it came out, maybe even more so with everything going on right now. And let me say this, this movie may not be for everybody because of the content matter, but I think you should open yourself up to that content matter, right? Aside from people that are, again, that are sensitive to this kind of material, If you're just avoiding the film because you don't like the term abortion or unplanned pregnancy, it's a really great movie to watch to kind of gain a better understanding of, again, a woman who's going through this process and doesn't necessarily regret it. She knows what she wants. She knows that this was a mistake. And, you know, she's kind of struggling with the fact that, okay, what do I do? Do I tell this guy that I just met who I don't know whatsoever? Do I have any obligation to do so? How do I tell my parents? All that kind of stuff. And then navigating past relationships and then friendships and all that kind of stuff. It's it's really, really great. And I think it's really, really wonderfully told. A lot of people feel the same way, especially critics. It's got a 90% certified Fresh Rotten Tomato score, 72% audience score for about 10,000 ratings. Now, I didn't go in and look at those ratings specifically, but I assume there are probably some people that are upset about the content matter of the, of the movie because, again, it can get a little uncomfortable. But the main characters and the supporting characters are, I think you'll find yourself coming away like wishing you had people like this in your life. With the exception of the character that David Cross plays, he's a piece of shit. (laughs) It's a pretty quick watch. It's an hour and 24 minutes. And again, it's available on HBO Max. And I think it's a really important film for people to check out. Anyway, that's a pretty short episode of Netflix and Phil. Again, I just wanted to make sure I got the content out there because I did still want to make sure that I was able to recommend this movie. It's the month of February, so we've been focusing on romantic comedies a lot. And again, we have that episode of Up, High, Down, Low with two very special guests that I can't wait to hang out with and uh, share with you guys. If you've checked out this film and you enjoyed it, definitely let me know because, again, I had not heard of it until about a couple of weeks ago, and I'm really, really glad that I came across it. And for any of you brand new listeners, make sure you check out the link tree in the show notes where you can find all of our content, including our social media pages. If you find yourself listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a huge favor and leave us a five-star review. And if you want to support the show even further, we do have our Patreon page that is now live where you can gain access to a bunch of behind-the-scenes content. Also, as a reminder, I know this episode's coming out on Friday, but tomorrow we will be at Brick City Anime Festival, February 11th and 12th. So if you are in the area, make sure you stop by, and uh, you know we would love to hang out with you and, and say hello. But folks, that's it for the February edition of Netflix and Phil. I am your host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. Do not forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and all you gotta do is Wait For It. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.